Good morning, church. You guys are really talkative, and that was really weak. All right, let's try that again, because I can hear you all very... Good morning, church. There we go. My name is Kelly Sisko. I am not Christy Nichols. Christy um, was with her mom this morning. It took her to Dialy Ridge, but she is going to be okay, and going to be on her way home shortly. So um, I have a few announcements this morning. Uh, the Groveport UMC Grief Share will host a special event on November 18th from 2 to 4. Surviving the Holidays video seminar is especially for people who are grieving a loved one's death. The video seminar is combined with support group discussions um, presented during the video and there is no additional cost. Today, 2 p.m. on the front lawn or outside the church will be the pet blessing. So. Bring your pets and have them prayed over by Pastor Rick. Tuesday at 9 a.m. at the Lithopolis American Legion, the Lillian Faith will be making Buckeyes. Any women, I highly encourage you to attend. It's a great time. I unfortunately cannot be there this year, so just make me jealous and go make Buckeyes. Um, trustees will be having a meeting on Thursday, October 19th. We have All Saints Sunday on November 5th, Veterans Sunday on November 12th. Please look at your bulletin to see what you can do to help support Veterans Sunday. And then today's altar flowers are from the funeral of Gary Shrove, who is Terry's father. And please come up after and look at them. They're beautiful. They have tools that he used in his workshop, you know, to make everything. So please come up and look at those and uh, keep Terry and her family still in your prayers. Now, can we please pray together the breakthrough prayer? Amazing God, we pray that through the Holy Spirit, your preferred future for Groveport United Methodist Church will be made clear to us. Give us the courage we need to follow you wherever you may take us. We ask that you bind us together in love so that we can bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our fam families and communities. Open our eyes so that we may see the amazing things you are already doing among us. Amen. Please quiet your hearts now for the prelude and the lighting of the candles. Please stand as you're able for our opening music.
us read responsively the call to worship. Beloved, we are called to love one another because love is from God. God's love is born in us from our birth. We are called to extend the love of God to all people. God's love is taught to us through the witness of God's faithful people. We are called to proclaim God's love in all that we say and do. In all creation, in all our relationships, may God's love be made. Amen. scripture reading today comes from Ezekiel 11, 19, and 20. I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from, their, remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Then they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people and I will be their God. Now is the time in which we can come before the Lord and share with one another our joys and our concerns. If you have a prayer concern, I would invite you to uh, fill out that portion on the, the blue card in your worship bulletin and uh, to place that in the offering plate. You can also, during the week, if you have a prayer concern, you can drop us an email there at prayer at groveportumc.org. Uh, you can also call the church office or uh, even just drop us a line in the mail. Uh, we would love to pray for you. Let us now attune our hearts to God.
as we enter this time of prayer, know that you are welcome to come forward if you would like to have someone pray with you and, and to kneel here at the altar. Let us be open to hearing from God this morning. Lord, we are broken vessels. You have watched us. You have called to us. You have blessed us, and yet we have chosen our own flawed ways. Throughout the ages, you have sent your prophets to help us return to you. You have provided us with scripture to guide our way. Some people heeded your call and turned again to lives of love and witness. But others choose not to listen. Please help us to tune our ears and our hearts to you, O God. As we have gathered here this morning to listen to your word, to, to sing praise, to offer our prayers, help us to remember that you hold us dearly in your hands. You cherish our lives. And listen to our cries. You respond to our needs. Give us the courage to respond to the needs of others. Enable us to place our trust in you totally so that we may faithfully serve you all of our days. Lord of our creation, hear now the concerns of our hearts this day. We pray for those who are grieving the loss of a loved one, Especially, we lift to you those who have suffered a recent loss. Please allow your caring spirit to unfold Terry and her family as they grieve the loss of her father, Gary. Lord, in your mercy, And Lord, we raise to you Gary Martin and family as they grieve the loss of his father, Jesse. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, on this day, we lift to you all of those who are currently undergoing cancer treatments. We, we raise to you Cheryl and David, Joyce, and Susan and Betty and Lori, and Trent. Empower them with your grace through these difficult moments. Help their treatments to be effective and the side effects minor. Lord, in your mercy. On this day, Lord, we pray for Bart and Delmer and Tony and all of those who are recovering from recent surgeries and medical procedures. We ask for a speedy recovery. Lord, in your mercy, And Lord, we pray for healing for those who are battling illnesses and, and injuries and other physical issues. Please bring your wholeness and care to Gary and Joyce and Margie and, and Sharon and, and just all of those who are not well this day. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we raise to you all of those 
who are having issues in their relationships, issues with finances, issues with employment. You know what the needs are, Lord. And we surrender all to you. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we thank you for this church, for each and every person here, both in person and online. And we now lift to you that simple prayer that Jesus taught us so very long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And it's not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Would the children like to come up for our children's moment? Sit over here? I know. Oh, there you go. All right. How is everybody doing today? Did we? Did we all, for all of us that are in school, did we have a good week at school? I notice I'm not getting a lot of uh, talk down here in the middle school section. Um, all right. I got some important questions to ask you. All right. So I want you to raise your hand if you have blonde hair. Raise your hand. Or used to have blonde hair in my case. All right, put your hands down. All right, raise your hand if you wear glasses. All right, put your hand down. Raise your hand if your favorite color is pink. Your favorite color, pink? Anybody? You like pink? All right, put your hands up. All right, raise your hand if you like Ohio State football. All right. OH. All right. Now, this is the important one. Raise your hand if you like Michigan. Oh, 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 no. All right, all right. All right, you like Michigan? All right, stand up. I was hoping somebody would say this. If not, we were going to have to keep going. All right, you guys like Michigan? All right. Ryan, I think you're going to have to come home with me now, man. I don't think your parents are going to take you home. All right, so they like Michigan. Raise your hand again if you like Ohio State. Now, can we be friends with somebody who likes Michigan? No. <laughs> All right, you guys, can I have a seat again? All right. Sometimes there are people who are different than us, aren't there? People who like different things, people who... Um, um, 
who, who have different ideas, people who come from different places, even people who root for the wrong football team. <laughs> but Jesus tells us that we need to be friends with them. In our uh, Bible story we're going to read in just a little bit, we're going to talk about Peter, uh, Jesus' right-hand man, if you will, and he comes to be friends with a guy named Cornelius who was totally different than him, right? But they had one thing in common. What do you think that is? What is the one thing they had in common? Any ideas? Oh, are you looking it up in your Bible? All right, are you going to fact check for me? Jesus. They had Jesus in common. They both loved Jesus. So just remember that uh, we can be friends with people who we don't agree with on things, people who root for different teams, people who come from different places, because what we have all in common is something more important than any of that, and that is Jesus. So just remember that, uh, that uh, even though people may be a lot different than you, uh, Jesus is what brings us all together, okay? All right, let's go ahead and pray real quick. God, remind us that even though people may look different, they may dress different, they may even speak different than us and have different ideas and, and, and like different things than we do, we can all be connected through Christ. So, Lord, help us to be friends with everybody, to, to love everybody uh, that you love, and to treat everyone with respect. Thank you for each and every one of these uh, young people. Help each of them to grow, to be uh, strong uh, adults, and to be uh, lifelong followers of you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, you guys can head off to junior church if you want. We come now to the time in the service where we can give back. You can give back a few ways. Um, you can give via the Ezekiel app. You can give uh, via the church website at groveportumc.org. And you can even mail an old-fashioned check right here to 512 Main Street in Groveport. Um, will the uh, ushers for offering please come forward?
Let us pray. Pour your spirit upon these gifts, O God. Send them into the world as a sign and song of your joyous work of love. Use them to call and welcome into your house of love all who are your friends and our brothers and sisters. Amen. You may be seated. Today's second scripture reading comes from Acts 10. 23b through 48. The day Peter started out with them, and some of the believers from Joppa went along. The following day he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I am only a man myself. While talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, You are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So, when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius answered, Three days ago I was in my house praying at this hour. At three in the afternoon, suddenly a man in shining cloths stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. 
We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness through sin of sins through his name. While Peter was speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one who can stand in the way of their being baptized by water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. This is the word of the Lord. This morning, before we, we continue, I just want to remind everyone, we've got the pet blessing this afternoon at 2, so if you have a furry friend, uh, or scaly, or feathery, you know, whatever you got, uh, you, you be sure to bring them by, and uh, uh, if they are of a furry variety, uh, we have some treats for them. Um, I even got some of those kitty leaky treats that they like, so... You know, uh, hopefully the, all the cats will like me. No guarantee there, but uh, uh, so, so that, that is uh, today. So I want to remind everyone about that um, as well. Let us uh, pray. Lord, as your scriptures are read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your Holy Scripture. Thank you for your gift of Scripture, we pray. Amen. Wasn't it nice to have a big group for uh, children's moments today? What do you think? Yeah, isn't, isn't that wonderful to see? Yeah. It's great to, to see a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of eager young uh, faces sitting up here. Um, although it, it is always interesting when I say, would you like to go to junior church, i.e. skip the sermon? How many are just ready to head out the door? And I look out to you and some of you are like, can we go too? You know? You think I don't see, I see. Oh, I see. But we enjoy that, don't we? Because it shows that, uh, that uh, uh, our church not only is, is vital and, and has a, a future, but it also shows us in a very tangible way how not all Christians are exactly alike. In this case, we're talking about age, right? Uh, that, that not all Christians are of the same age, uh, that there, there are, are some young, some middle-aged, some n not so young. But there's a diversity in Christianity. There's a diversity in the followers of Christ. If we look around the church uh, in general, and, and I mean ch church as the followers of Jesus Christ, we, we see that there's you know, around a billion Christians in the world. Not all of them look like us. Not all of them worship like us. Not all of them dress like us. Not all of them have the same exact beliefs and understandings that we do. But we all have one thing in common, and that is this. We are followers of the risen Christ. 
As Christians, it's important for us to realize that not every follower of Jesus looks just like us. Not every follower of Jesus believes exactly the way we do. Not every follower of Jesus speaks the same language we do. And that's okay because Christ's love, Christ's grace, what Christ did on the cross for us, crosses all human-made bounds. Bounds of culture, bounds of language, bounds of, of uh, uh, nation states, beyond political ideologies and theological stances. Jesus is for everyone. This morning, as we finish up our look at the Apostle Peter, Peter finds out this very fact. And he does so in the most amazing way. Just to uh, remind everyone uh, a little bit about Peter, uh, and where we left off with Peter, uh, after the resurrection, uh, Jesus comes back to him and uh, uh, reinstates him, if you will. After Jesus, uh, or after Peter had denied Jesus three times uh, during his trial and arrest. And so Peter, after he is reinstated by the resurrected Jesus, becomes once again the leader of this new Christian movement and really becomes a bit of a rock star, if you will. He is going about first Jerusalem and then into other parts of, uh, of Israel, spreading the good news of Jesus Christ and continuing the ministry that Jesus had begun. And some amazing things are happening in the ministry of, of Peter. For instance, uh, there was one uh, dedicated Christian woman by the name of Tabitha, and she died. She, she lived in the city of Joppa. Uh, and, and Peter was asked to come and to pray for her, and he does, and as he's praying, he reaches down and he touches Tabitha, and he says, Tabitha, in the name of Jesus, get up! And she opened her eyes, and she sat up. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine being at the funeral, and, and, and someone in the name of Jesus touches someone, and the guest of honor sits up? That's enough to, 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 to make, uh, make you want to, you know, get off your diet. But that happened. Acts 9.42 says this, after that incident, the news spread throughout Joppa and many put their faith in the Lord. I bet you they did. <laughs> That's some amazing stuff right there. Peter remained in Joppa, and he stayed in the home of a guy named Simon the Tanner. I love names in the Bible, or even older names, where you had the person's name and their job. It would be like Rick the Preacher. Right? You always knew who they were, what they did. And this is Simon the Tanner. And uh, one day, Peter is there at Simon's house, and he's praying, and, and he gets this vision from God. And in this vision is this tablecloth coming down from heaven, and it's got all of this great-looking food on it. However, all of this food is stuff that devout Jews were not allowed to eat, according to the Old Testament. Things like pork. Shellfish. And he hears this voice say, Peter, take and eat. And Peter's like, I, I can't. It's against the rules of my faith. I am a faithful follower of, 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 of you, Jesus, and of the Jewish faith. And, and, and I can't eat this. And this voice finally keeps saying, take and eat. And, and Peter, it, all of a sudden, it clicks in his mind. And Peter understands what he's being told.
Jesus says, don't make but I made clean, unclean. And, 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 and Peter understands this to mean that all of these dietary rules that he was following because he thought he had to, he didn't need to. Because the love of Jesus was greater than any sort of man-made rules and that those who weren't part of the Jewish faith were also being called to be followers of Jesus. And Peter realizes that this ministry started by another faithful uh, disciple by the name of Paul. Hmm, maybe Paul's on to something here. This ministry to Gentiles, non-Jewish people. Basically you and me. And then Peter goes and has this most amazing interaction with a guy named Cornelius. This is what happens. Peter uh, hears this voice that says, you need to go. You need to go with these people that are going to come and, 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 and they're going to ask for you and, and they're going to take you to, to this Cornelius guy and you need to go with them. And sure enough, the, these people from Cornelius come and, and they say, uh, our, 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 our master, Cornelius, has sent us to come get you. You see, Cornelius has been praying, and he's had a similar vision that said, look, you need to, to send, send some of your uh, uh, servants to go to Joppa and get this Peter and bring him back. You two need to meet. And so they do in the city of Caesarea. Cornelius, Cornelius is a, a Roman officer. Uh, he is what is known as a centurion. A centurion uh, was head of a century, a century of soldiers. How many men do you think is in a century of soldiers, if I had, you had to guess? You would think 100, right, because a century? No, 80. Um, yeah, 80. I don't know. I didn't do that much research to find out why that is. Uh, maybe just because the Romans wanted to mess with us in the future. I don't know. So there's about 80 soldiers in a century. And a group of these centuries that make up a cohort. Uh, Cornelius was, in, was part of what was known as the Italian cohort because all of these soldiers came actually from Italy and instead of other parts of the Roman Empire. And they were part of the, the bigger legion that was stationed there in Israel. And the cool thing about a Roman centurion, uh, well, a couple of cool things. First, they got really cool helmets. If you ever see any of the Roman uh, like movies, they're the guys that, that on the top of their helmet have those uh, big crests on the top. Uh, mostly in the movies, you see them made out of horse, red horse hair, usually dyed red, red that go across this way, uh, but they could also be made out of feathers, uh, other type of things. And, and it went this way across their helmets, so all of their men could see them in battle. And one of the unique things about a Roman centurion is that this wasn't a political position. See, most of the other officers in a Roman legion were political appointees, uh, especially those who were leading the, the legions. Uh, they were aristocrats who were appointed uh, to be head of a legion or a, uh, a cohort because uh, they wanted to get this experience in the military to help their political careers. Not that we would ever have that today, right? People doing things just to uh, you know, promote their careers. But a centurion couldn't just be appointed. A centurion had to earn their job. See, they were taken from the rank-and-file soldiers. Centurions were those who uh, had been there, done that. And that's why their men trusted them, because they had the experience of battle. They had the experience of being in the military. They were the ones who the men looked to to keep them alive. Centurions were common folk and they had been raised up because of their valor and they could also gain wealth. Centurions 
often uh, were appointed uh, uh, to certain uh, administrative jobs within the empire. And it was a way for uh, those of lower classes to make good money, because uh, often uh, all of the, uh, the positions that paid good money were held by those in the nobility. And so Cornelius, we're told, had some money. Cornelius had some servants. Cornelius was doing well. He was respected, but he was something else. He was a follower of the risen Jesus Christ. He wasn't somebody you would expect to be a Christian. Sometimes we run into that, don't we? I remember a number of uh, years ago, I was working at a food pantry run by our church, and there were these guys that showed up to help with Thanksgiving turkeys, and they all got off their motorcycles, and they all, all had their, like, you know, motorcycle uh, vests on and, and all of this, and, and, you know, they had these big beards and chains, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I've seen this movie. I know how this ends. <laughs> and they got off, and it turns out they were a Christian motorcycle group. Didn't know this existed. It does. And they were there to help, help, help distribute the turkeys, right? But these weren't people, when you just looked at them, that you would think were Christians. Christians are everywhere. We just don't always, we just don't always look like Christians or what we would stereotypically think. And Peter thought that when he goes to meet with Cornelius. Imagine this. He, Peter goes and he meets with Cornelius. And the, for the first time, I'm sure he's thinking, uh-oh, this guy, he's lying. He's just trying to, to, to get me to blow my cover as a Christian so he could arrest me like they did Jesus. And there was some trepidation there. But eventually, Peter trusts Cornelius. And he trusts him because other people in the community tell Peter, look, Cornelius is a good guy. Cornelius is, is helping those who are in need. He helps the poor. He helps other uh, followers of Jesus with their needs. He helps to fund the ministries here. He's a dedicated man. Don't worry about that uniform he wears. And it reminded Peter, and it should remind us, that Jesus doesn't look at our outside. He looks at what's in our hearts. Amen? Hmm? Now, we often will judge people by what they look like or, or, or where they come from, but Jesus doesn't do that. And that's the glory of this story with Cornelius. I love this quote from Anne Lamott, who's a, an author. She writes this. She's, she, she writes, You can safely assume that you've created Jesus in your own image when it turns out that Jesus hates all the same people you do. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? If Jesus hates the exact same people you do, you have made Jesus into, your, into you, right? You've made Jesus into an idol of yourself. Because even though it can be very uncomfortable for us, Jesus loves those who we sometimes don't. And that, I think, is the way it should be. And that is how we grow as Christians. We grow when we start to realize that Jesus' love is bigger than us, that, that, that Jesus' love goes beyond us. I want to finish with this quote from Billy Graham. He says this, he says, Being a Christian is more than just an instantaneous conversion. It is a daily process whereby you grow to be more and more like Christ. And I think we become more and more like Christ as we start to care for those who Christ cares for. When we accept those who Christ accepts. Peter, through all of his flaws, was a dedicated disciple 
And what Peter's story should tell us is that we don't have to be perfect to follow the risen Christ. We just have to be faithful and willing to follow Jesus where he leads. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the example of Peter, for his ability to make mistakes and continue right along with you. Help us to do the same. In the name of our risen Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. Well, this morning, we will be taking uh, Holy Communion. We will be uh, doing it by intention, which means that you will be invited to come forward in just a few moments, and you will first be uh, given a small piece of bread. You will then take that bread, dip it in the juice, and then take both elements together. I invite you now to join uh, with me in the great thanksgiving which can be found on the screen behind me. Lift up your hearts and give thanks to God. Blessed are you, O God, who with your word and Holy Spirit created all things and called them good. In Jesus Christ, your word became flesh and dwelt among us. Through Jesus' suffering and death, you took upon yourself our sin and death and destroyed their power forever. You raised from the dead this same Jesus, who now reigns with you in glory and poured upon us your Holy Spirit, making us the people of your new covenant. On the night before meeting with death, Jesus took bread. He gave thanks to you. He broke the bread, gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, Jesus took the cup. He gave thanks to you, gave it to the disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves and praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts, that in the breaking of this bread and the drinking of this wine, we may know the presence of the living Christ and be renewed in the body of Christ for the world, redeemed by Christ's blood, until Christ comes again in final victory and we feast at your table forever. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. My friends, this is the body of Christ broken for you.
And this is the blood of Christ shed for you. All is now ready. I would like to invite those who will be helping to serve communion to come forward. Uh, if you're unable to come forward, uh, just stay there in the seats and uh, someone will be around uh, to serve you in just a few moments. We practice open communion, which means that anyone who feels led is invited to participate. Let us now be in a time and an attitude of prayerful contemplation. Please stand as you're able for our closing hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. as Christ sees them. Love others the way Christ loves them. And know that you are forgiven in Christ's name.
Amen.